Stand together, we're going to lift up our voices as we sing. Since I have been redeemed, I have a song I love to sing. I have a song I love to sing since I have been redeemed of my Redeemer, Savior, King, since I have been redeemed, since I have been redeemed, since I have been redeemed, I will glory in His name, since I have been redeemed, I will glory in my Savior's name. I have a Christ who satisfies since I have been redeemed to do His will my highest price since I have been redeemed since I have been redeemed since I have been redeemed I will glory in His name since I have been redeemed I will glory in my Savior's name and continue on in singing redeemed how I love to proclaim it Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy. His child forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed. His child forever. So happy in Jesus, no language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of His presence with me doth continually dwell. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, His child forever. see each and every one of you in the Lord's house this morning. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Ask God to come and meet with us. Father in heaven, we come before you this morning. We thank you for our brothers and sisters in Christ who have come to worship with us. We thank you for the building that you have prepared for us, that you provided for us. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for that salvation that you have paid for and offered to us freely. And I pray that this morning as we worship, it would be your Holy Spirit that stirs us and draws us near to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated.
stand together. We're going to lift up our voices as we sing, This is Amazing Grace, and Here I Am to Worship. sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so much stronger the king of glory the king above all kings who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in awe and wonder the king of glory the king above all kings This is unfailing love, that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross, you lay down your life, that I would be set free, oh Jesus I sing for all that you've done for me. our chaos back into order who makes the orphan a son and daughter the king of glory the king of glory who rules the nations with truth and justice just like the sun in all of its brilliance the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing This is unfailing love, that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross, you lay down your life, that I would be set free, oh, Jesus I sing for all that you've done for me. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, worthy is the King who conquered the grave, worthy is the Lamb who was slain, worthy is the King who conquered the grave, worthy is the Lamb who was slain, worthy is the King who conquered the grave, worthy is the Lamb who was slain.
light of the world, you stepped out into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. So here I am to worship. Here I To say that you're my God, you're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. King of all days, oh so highly exalted, glorious in heaven.
like you to take your Bibles and turn with me, if you would, to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. Um, title of my message this morning is Holding Fast Sound Words. And that comes directly out of verse 13 of 2 Timothy. If you look at the verse, it says, hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul, as God is stirring his heart, moving in his soul, inspiring him to pen these words, is writing to Timothy. In fact, when you look at verse 2 of the same chapter, it says, To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, in Christ Jesus our Lord. He's writing to Timothy, not his biological son, but his spiritual son. One who he had mentored and brought along. Actually, the Apostle Paul mentions in his writings to Timothy that the real influence of his salvation came from his grandmother and mother. But he came alongside Paul. And through ministry and through time, he mentors him. He, 
he trains him, he teaches him that he might understand truth, understand scripture, doctrine, and be able to continue the work of the ministry as Paul gets older and fades off. Timothy comes in and works with those churches. As we look at this one verse, verse 13, it reminds all of us of the importance of us holding fast, holding true sound words, truth. This week I went on a vacation down in Florida. It was just strictly a fishing vacation. Sandra Joe was taking care of the grandkids this week. And so I just lined out a week where every day I went fishing, a different kind of fishing. So one day we went out on a pier and fished off a pier. One day we surf casted. One day we went sport fishing out. And then one day we went bass fishing. I have a pastor friend who has a good friend down there and he connected us together. And uh, this guy was thrilled. I was asking him for just where's a good place to go. He said, no, 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 no. He says, let me take you. So he had one of those, you know, those fancy bass boats you see that are really low to the water and they got a gigantic motor in the back. I'd never been in one of those things until this week. So it gave me a new understanding of the word hold fast. <laughs> so we got the boat launched. We were in the Everglades. We launched out, got out in the boat. He's got a little trolling motor and he gets us situated. We did a little bit of fishing right there in the first part. And then he told us, he said, now listen, I'm getting ready to use the big motor and we're gonna go fast. He said, my dad, his dad had taught him, don't look this way or that way. If you're wearing eyeglasses, it'll rip them right off your face. I thought, that's good to know. <laughs> so he fired that thing up and he told us later on, he said, he's got a special prop, special motor, the whole thing. He said, if I can't get up on plane in three seconds, he said, it's not running right. And I mean, it was before three seconds and we were up and flying through the Everglades. And my hat, I had a fishing hat on and I had to hold that thing and lean into the wind. So I held fast my hat, <laughs> myself, my glasses, as we flew through the Everglades. Gave me a new meaning, a new understanding of the definition. And here the Apostle Paul, he writes to Timothy, he says, Timothy, those things that I have taught you, those truths that you've learned about God, those truths you've learned about uh, all the, the doctrines and teachings of Jesus Christ, he says, hold fast onto those. And you and I, we live in a day and an age where you can get on the internet and you can hear everything from fruit to nuts. I mean... It, the craziest things you can hear about the Bible, about God, about Jesus. God says to us, hold fast to truth, to the word of God. Tune out all the foolishness, the ridiculousness, and focus in on the word of God. So he tells him here, hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of, the Apostle Paul says, heard of me. 
in faith and in love, which is in Christ Jesus. So Paul is challenging him. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. And that's a direct quote out of 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 where he wrote and he said, Be ye followers of me, even as also I am Christ. You and I, as we come together to worship, as we come to follow Jesus Christ and his teachings and all the, the doctrines of him being the son of God, the sacrifice for our sins, the sinless lamb, all those doctrines getting ready to come into Easter and celebrate the resurrection. The fact that he genuinely resurrected from the grave and ascended up and today he's at the right hand of the father. All those truths we have learned. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So it begins with you and I knowing Jesus Christ. It begins with you and I understanding who we believe, what we believe, why we believe, and holding fast onto it. So it begins by us being in Christ. Look with me at John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5. This morning as I came to church, I, I pulled up in the parking lot here and Alex, I assume Alex is down helping to get ready for the Club 55. He's in junior church. Oh, he's, he's helping in junior church. But when I pulled in, Alex was already here. And so as I got out of my car and I started coming in, he said, Pastor, can I come in the building? I said, of course you can come in the building. He said, well, I want to get my stuff in and get it all in the fridge for Club 55. And so we got chatting and he was talking about his job and uh, all the requirements that he's got to do for education, for teaching, etc., etc., etc. And we were just talking about balancing our faith with all the responsibilities of the world and keeping it all on track. Well, you know what? You and I, each of us, as we hold fast to our beliefs, we have to remember that Jesus is the center of all of that in our lives. In fact, here in the Gospel of John chapter 1, listen to what these first few verses say of the chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we know through the Scriptures, through our understanding of teaching, that Jesus is that Word. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So all of a sudden we understand that when we talk about biology, when we start talking about engineering, when we start talking about the sciences, listen, who created it all? Our God. And the Word, the Word was with God. And that was our Lord Jesus Christ, because he is God. So we begin to get the big picture that, listen, our God, all that we're learning and discovering is stuff that he created. That's why we're discovering it, not creating it. So we come down here in verse 4. He says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. You and I. Paul starts out by telling Timothy. He's saying, Make sure you're in Christ. Why? Because he's the very light of light. He's the light of life itself. 
So as we start, as we start to build a foundation in our life of our understanding of, of creation, biology, the sciences, the engineering, all that we see and all that we understand in the world, we understand that it is created by our God, the very giver of the light of life. He comes down and he says, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I was reading an article about Sir Isaac Newton. Have any of you heard of Sir Isaac Newton? <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton is considered to be maybe the greatest scientist that we know of. Because in his time, with his discoveries, with the limited knowledge they had, well, Sir Isaac Newton said about the book of Daniel in your scriptures. He said, if you do not believe the book of Daniel, which is a marvelous book, he said, then you deny the Christian faith. He was very strong in his faith. In fact, he was one of those who had worked theologically and developed the, the, the system of uh, dispensations from Genesis to Revelation. And you might say, well, I thought science denies God. No, that's modern science. The scientists of old, they looked to God. They searched God. They understood God. Guys like simple Sir Isaac Newton. So when we look at this, the Apostle Paul, he writes to Timothy. He tells him, you need to be sure that all that you hold on to that is truth, it begins with Christ. Understanding this creator, understanding this giver of life, this one who maybe the whole world can't see because they're in darkness, but he desires to shine the light to them. You and I, we are those who follow. We follow the word of God. We follow the apostles as they follow Christ. We look to the gospels to learn and understand about our Lord. It's up to you and I to look and hold fast. The apostle, when he writes to Timothy, he wants Timothy to understand, I'm getting ready to, you're going to hit the throttle of life. And make sure you hold on to what you believe. As we go back to that text there in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, he not only talks about the fact that it's in Christ, but he references that these things that he had heard of the apostle, these things that he's supposed to hold fast to in truth and doctrine, he says, do it in faith and in love. Love is a central theme in Christianity. It's a central part of who we are as believers. We love one another. We love our God. The Bible says we love Him because He first loved us. But we also are commanded to love our neighbor, to love the sinner. You and I are called to be people who understand and embrace love. We look around the world and the Bible teaches us to care about the poor, to care about the needy, to do our part for the widows, the orphans. All of that driven by the love of God. Here he tells him, 
even in holding fast to sound doctrine, sound truth, do it with the spirit of love. Look with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you would. And I'm going to read to you verses 4 down through 8. First Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 down through 8. It says charity in the King James Bible, which is what I use. The word charity means love. And it says... Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. It does not behave itself unseemly. It seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, and thinketh no evil. It rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, and endureth all things. Love never fails. You and I, here the apostle writes to Timothy. He says, hold fast to those things you've learned. Hold fast to those truths. But he says, do it in love. And love is such a, a tapestry of things. Those verses I read to you, it helps us to understand the, the broadness and the beauty of the love that God expects us to have. It suffers or is patient through hard times. It is kind. We need kindness today, don't we? It does not envy. It's not looking at others and saying, well, you know, they shouldn't have that. I should have that. I want what they have. I'll, I wish I could take it away. Envying. He says, that's not, that's not the spirit of love. Love vaunteth not itself. Doesn't exalt itself. Lift itself. Lift. Instead, and, and part of what happens to people is they want to elevate themselves. And they do it by pushing others under. When I was in college, a bunch of us boys decided to go swimming on a Saturday. And we went to one of the rivers down there in Missouri. And they're mud rivers. I had grown up in New England. Most, in fact, really, Vermont has the dirtiest rivers I've ever seen. I grew up in Massachusetts. And all of our streams and rivers are, are rocky. And they're clear. When I went to Missouri, they're mud rivers. I, but you know what? If you're going to go swimming, you're going to swim where there's water. And you're going to swim in the mud river. So all of us boys, we went swimming and one of the boys started to drown. And we weren't really boys. We were all 18, 19, 20 years old. A boy to me now. Then I thought I was a man. But um, one of them started drowning in the river. And the other three of us, we dove in. And we went out there and I went under him and tried to lift him up. Another guy grabbed him by the arms and we're trying to drag him to the shore. But he's pushing us down. He's trying to climb over us to get out of the water. And people do that in life. I don't know why it is, but sometimes we feel as though it, people can get more elevated by pushing everybody else down around them. They insult them. They offend them. They confront them. And somehow that makes them feel better. And here he says, listen, 
Love, the love of God in us, does not need to push itself up. Does not vaunt itself. We learn things from the scriptures that he's trying to help us to understand are worth holding on to. They're precious truths that make us better believers, better people. As we see the apostle write to Timothy, and he reminds him to hold on to these aspects of belief and faith. He says, do it with love. Be that person who exemplifies the power of the love of God in your life. But then he goes on. I want you to look at the third part of this verse. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me. In faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. The third piece of this is faith. Now, faith in the structure of English is a noun. But I'm going to talk to you about faith in the concept of a verb, an action word. Because to me, faith is much more than a concept, an idea. Faith is something I take and I live. I transform it from the noun into the verb. And that's what he's doing here. He's challenging Timothy. He's saying, I need you to hold fast those truths about the practical living of your faith. Faith isn't just what we talk. It's what we do. It's who we are. If you've received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then faith transforms you. That's why Jesus Christ called it being born again. Old things pass away. All things become new. You and I begin to live the life of Christ. Goes from a noun to a verb. Look with me at Romans chapter 10, verse 17, if you would. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Our faith compels us to come to the word of God. It compels us to open it up and to search its truths, to do more than hear it. The book of James tells us, live it. Live it. More than hearers. Doers, he says, transforming faith from the noun to the verb. It's up to you and I to take that faith that we have embraced, that faith that we have accepted, that faith that we have claimed as our own, and to allow it to change us. A little bit every day. Doesn't happen overnight. Our salvation is instant. We receive Christ, our, our sins are washed away, we are made clean in Him. But then day by day by day by day, He helps us to transform. Transform into the very image of Christ in our daily lives. Sometimes we forget that the way we live impacts us and those around us. 
Numbers chapter 14 verse 18 says, The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgressions, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. God's warning us. If our faith is so insincere and ungenuine, if our faith is so non-transformational that we say we're a believer but live like the devil, he says that tumbles to generation after generation. Those sins go to the third and to the fourth generation. The way we hold on, the way that we embrace our truth, our faith, affects others around us. In fact, uh, 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 30, it says, And the Lord said unto Jehu, Because thou hast done well in executing that which is right in mine eyes, and hast done unto the house of Ahab according to all that was in mine heart, thy children of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. Here God says to him, he says, because you have lived your faith, because you have practiced what you believe, because you have held fast those truths, he says, because of that, your children's children, they shall go ahead and continue to do the same and be blessed by me. You and I, we're no different than Timothy. We're no different than the Apostle Paul. We're just people, and they were too. But they were people who looked at the truths of Christ, and they said, yes, I believe. I believe. I believe. I received the truths of Christ, and they were transformational. For you and I living in our day, in our time, we live in a very post-Christian culture here in Vermont. This is not the Bible Belt. We are the, the remnant of the children of God in the midst of a very pagan world. But we go ahead and we say, I believe. And Paul says, then hold fast. Hold fast to what you believe. Hold fast in faith, hold fast in love, hold fast in Christ. We are children of God because we by faith have received Jesus Christ as our Savior. Not because we're good, not because we gave, not because we did, not because we sent, we are simply the children of God because by faith we responded to the offer of God. When he said, come, come unto me. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, come. And you and I, we heard that still small voice at some point in our lives. And we said, yes, I will come and I will believe. And Jesus says, hold fast. Hold fast to the truths. Hold fast in love. Hold fast in faith. 
for you and I are in Christ. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you so much that we can come and enjoy and celebrate our faith in you. Help us, Lord, to hold fast the truths that you have given us and to be faithful in sharing and spreading the word. In Christ's name I pray, amen. amen. Let's sing, God is so good. God is so good, God is so good, God is so good, He's so good to me, I love Him so. dismissed this morning.